You're listening to Local Church Podcast. We hope this message helps you to be with and follow Jesus. Enjoy the sermon. All right, locals and other listeners, thanks for listening in. We are going to jump into Nehemiah chapter 2. Nehemiah chapter 2, and we'll just try to, uh, yeah, blaze through this this chapter verse by verse. So yeah, Lord, speak to us. Use use your word to encourage us, to strengthen us. We need to hear from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Nehemiah 2, in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was before him, I took up the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had not been sad in his presence. And the king said to me, Why is your face sad, seeing you are not sick? This is nothing but sadness of heart. Then I was very much afraid. That's the first two verses. So remember Nehemiah chapter 1. Uh, Nehemiah has been grieving the brokenness in his hometown, in his land. Uh, and now he's, he's prayed through it and he's looked at his position. He's cut bare to the king. This job is, means that you basically got to drink the wine first. There's the nice part if you liked wine. Um, the bad part was you drank it first to make sure it wasn't poisoned. So a little high-risk job, and that's Nehemiah's job. And to understand, too, the consequences, you weren't allowed to show up in front of the king, like, in a bad mood. Basically, you don't get to have bad days in front of the king. Uh, If you showed up in a bad mood or sad or anything but happy and joyful to see the king, um, you could literally be killed for it. But Nehemiah, he's grieving, right? We talked about that in Nehemiah chapter 1. He's grieving, and he knows that God is calling him to to prayer and action. He's calling him to take a step to do something about the brokenness in his homeland. And so he knows that's going to mean speaking to the king. And so he comes before him. The king recognizes. Why is your face sad? He sees that something's up. And he says, then I was very much afraid. Right? And that's the thing. It's scary. It's scary to stand up for what's right. It's scary to stand up for the vulnerable. It's scary to stand up to tyranny. It's scary sometimes to share the gospel, to risk rejection. It's scary to fight for freedom in this in the situation we are now. Our, someone once said that our land will be the land of the free as long as it is the home of the brave. And there's those moments in life where, where you're, you're sitting there and you're like, am I going to cross that line and be brave right now? Am I going to take a stand for a courageous stand? Or am I going to succumb to this fear? And it's okay at times to say, look, this is a bit scary. What God's calling me to is scary. And I know some of you, God is calling you to take some scary stands right now. And you're like, I don't know. This seems scary. Some of you are being called to have scary conversations. You're like, I don't know. This seems, I'm intimidated by this conversation. And Nehemiah, he, he acknowledges that. But let's see, what does he do? What does he do? He says, and I was very much afraid. I said to the king, let the king live forever. Why should not my face be sad when the city, the place of my father's graves, lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? So he chooses to be honest. And then the king said to me, what are you requesting? And Nehemiah says, so I prayed to the God of heaven. So what does he do with this moment of fear? Uh, he speaks truth and he prays. Okay, so first we're going to see godly courage godly courage right now we need godly courage god to give us courage lord give your church courage give us at local church courage 
Lord, give all those that are fighting for freedom, fighting for truth, fighting for honesty and integrity worldwide, give them courage. Lord, we need godly courage. And we see in verse 4, he says, So I prayed to the God of heaven. I call this punchy prayer. It's just that in-the-moment, life-with-God prayer. And we see Nehemiah does both, right? In chapter 1, we saw that he, he for days just mourned and fasted and prayed before God. So he does the long, arduous, you know, hours and days and days in prayer. But he also does in-the-moment prayers, those short, punchy prayers that, Oh, man, I feel a little scared right now, God. I feel like you're calling me to do this. Lord, help me do it. You know, that's what he does. Lord, hey, help me. So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said to the king, verse 5, If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor, if your servant has found favor in your sight, that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's graves, that I may rebuild it. And so we see godly courage leads to a punchy prayer. Feel fear, be brave, and pray. And then he makes the request. He asks the king, Lord, I want to go back. I want to rebuild the walls of Nehemiah. Uh, help me. He makes a godly request. Look, if we are going to rebuild our nation, um, if we're going to rebuild our nation, we're going to have to make godly requests. We're going to have to ask for our freedom back. Petition. People are petitioning, protesting, calling, emailing, everything. Just we, We're going to have to actually ask and request for our freedom back. Um, kind of that old the squeaky wheel gets the oil type idea if we just sit back we will continue to watch our freedom be completely taken away from us uh, this is the same with when you're trying to advance the kingdom of heaven advance the gospel um you you get to that moment you got to make godly requests you got to ask people hey have you heard about jesus what are your thoughts about god do you know him have you explored him would you like to know about him can i tell you what Jesus has done in my life. Those moments where you step past the fear, you step past the intimidation, and with godly courage and prayer, you make these godly requests. And so Nehemiah, he makes a godly request. And the king said to me, verse 6, the queen sitting beside him, how long will you be gone? When will you return? So it pleased the king to send me when I had given him a time. And I said to the king, If it pleases the king, let letters be given me to the governors of the province beyond the river, that they may let me pass through until I come to Judah. And a later letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for gates of the fortress of the temple, and the wall of the city for the house that I shall occupy. And the king granted me what I asked, for the good hand of my God was upon me. So he asked... Uh, he, he just keeps asking for things. And it says that the good hand of my God was upon me. He had favor with the king. He had favor with the king. Ask yourself, where is God giving you favor? Um, where are doors opening? Where is there some momentum in this fight for freedom? Where are you seeing favor? Where can you, who can you join with? Where are things happening? And, and as you make requests, you're like, okay, there's some momentum here. How do we move towards it? Um, in witnessing and advancing the kingdom of heaven. Where are you getting favor? Who, do, who seems to have some interest in hearing about God? Who wants to have these conversations? Where are you noticing uh, hearts are being softened? Um, look into these areas. Sometimes we can waste so much time trying to bang down doors that are bolted closed. Uh, when God is opening a door wide, so we have to be prayerful. Make God the request and see what's happening with these requests. Is, 
God opening doors? Are paths being led forth? Where is God calling me to spend more time and energy in prayer? Who can I invite to know him more? Where is God giving you favor? Then continue on. Then I came to the governors of the province beyond the river, and I gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent with me officers of the army and horsemen. But when Symbolit the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite servant heard this, it displeased them greatly that someone had come to seek the welfare of the people of Israel. Sanballat and Tobiah, they're going to come up over and over in this book. They're enemies to God and his work. It says, it displeased them greatly that someone had come to seek the welfare of the people of Israel. Satan hates it when you seek others' welfare. The welfare of the unborn, the welfare of kids that are masked in school seven hours a day right now, the welfare of the lost that don't know Jesus, the welfare of our nation and world. God's enemies oppose God's work. God's enemies oppose God's work. We have to be ready for there to be enemy and pushback. Whenever we're pushing, spreading the light in darkness, darkness will not like it. And we see that in Nehemiah. God's enemies oppose God's work. Verses 11 through 16, So I went to Jerusalem and was there three days. Then I rose in the night, I and a few men with me, and I told no one what my God had put into my heart to do for Jerusalem. There was no animal with me but the one on which I rode. I went out by night by the valley gate to the dragon spring and to the dung gate. And I inspected the walls of Jerusalem that were broken down and its gates that had been destroyed by fire. Uh, I talked about this on Sunday and i got to pause again. I just love the different names of the gates. One of them is the valley gate to the dragon spring. Like That just like sounds like the dopest gate and area ever, right? The valley gate to the dragon spring. And then the other is the dung gate. Like literally just the poop gate. Like the dung gate. Like, um, I just have to point that out because it's it's awesome. It's awesome. I wonder, you know, you're just like, who named who named these gates? Like, yeah, I'll press on. I got, to, I got to talk about that longer on longer segue on Sunday, but I won't right now. Then I went on to the fountain gate and to the king's pool, but there was no room for the animal that was under me to pass. Then I went up in the night by the valley and inspected the wall, and I turned back and entered by the valley gate and so returned. And the officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing. And I had not yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, and the rest who were to do the work. He says, the officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing, and I had not yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, and the rest who do the work. We just see he uses godly strategy. Um, pray to God as you're striving to rebuild what is broken. Uh, as you step out with godly courage and godly requests. Uh, do so with wisdom. Do so with discernment. Do so with a godly strategy. God will give us wisdom and discernment. He will reveal um, those that can help help us. He prays for godly strategy. He uses godly strategy. Um, there's thought to what he's doing. Uh, sometimes sometimes people don't use godly strategy when they're witnessing. Um, right? We kind of talked about that on Sunday. The person is just like bullhorning at the Taylor Swift concert 
you know, repent or you're going to hell. And there's got a big old bullhorn as people are trying to just like go see the Mariners or something. It, it's not, it doesn't seem necessarily like the best strategy um, for helping people learn about Jesus. Um, use wisdom, use discernment, be bold, be courageous, but also be strategic. Strategic. Verse 17 and 18. Then I said to them, You see the trouble we are in, how Jerusalem lies in ruins with its gates burned. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem, that we may no longer suffer derision. And I told them of the hand of my God that had been upon me for good, and also of the words that the king had spoken to me. And they said, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for the good work. A godly vision. Nehemiah sets forth a godly vision. He's saying, Look, God is with me. God is calling us to rebuild our nation with prayer and action. Will you join me? Will you join me? And God is calling, calling us to build his kingdom, to build the kingdom of heaven. And we didn't we can't do this alone. We need to to work together. Together we can make a difference. Together we can help push back darkness. Together we can help fight for freedom in the in the land of the free. Together we can help witness as a community a godly vision and a godly difference. Church, we can make a difference. We can make a difference. And as God opens doors for you, invite others with you. Who, who are the people that can help you in, in, in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in your family? Build a team. Build a team with godly vision and a godly team so that we can make a difference to spread love and truth and goodness together. That we can do this today. Let us rise and build. Let us rise up and build. There's going to be a lot of rebuilding that needs to be taking place. People, everyone wants to just go back the way it was, but it, it won't. Instead, we need to rebuild. But build with the gospel and build with truth and build with love and build with freedom and build with faith. Joining Jesus and advancing the kingdom of heaven here. Verse 19, But when Sambalat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite servant and Geshem the Arab heard of it, they jeered at us and despised us and said, What is this thing you are doing? Are you rebelling against the, the king? Here you go again. Uh, these haters, haters are going to hate, right? They're, they're back. They're mocking them. Look, if you are trying to do God's work with God, to advance God's kingdom, to advance God's ways, to advance God's love. Um, there are going to people that mock you and ridicule you and, and hate on you. That's Literally, haters are going to hate. Um, it's one of the best ways to say it. <laughs> but look at Nehemiah's response. He responds with godly confidence. He says, Then I replied to them, The God of heaven will make us prosper, and we as servants will arise and build. But you have no portion or right or claim in Jerusalem. He says, We will repent, we will win, and the unrepentant have no part in God's victory. He says, They're not going to have any part. Because they're choosing darkness, they're choosing evil, they're choosing to mock God rather than join in God's work. And we can move forward with godly confidence because Jesus is resurrected. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. 
Jesus is building his kingdom. Jesus, when he was in the grave and had been dead for three days by the power of the Holy Spirit and God the Father, the Creator, the Maker of heaven and earth, our divine Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit said, Rise up and build. God said, Let us rise up and build. And Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He rose from the dead and built in his building the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of heaven will prosper. And we, his servants, will arise and build the kingdom of heaven with our King Jesus. We will. And evil, Satan and his minions and his followers and those that are influenced by him will have no portion or right or claim in the new Jerusalem. We will win. Church, move forward with godly confidence. Join the King of Heaven in rising and building the Kingdom of Heaven. Advance the light of Jesus Christ. Advance the love of Jesus Christ. He is healing. He is bringing about hope. And we join Him. We join Him. Thanks for listening. That's Nehemiah chapter 2. Let me leave you with this benediction. Church, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. He loved you enough to die for you. He loved you enough to die for you. He forgives you of your weakness, your fear, all the times you didn't stand up. He forgives you for it. He understands when you feel fear. But take courage. Receive the Holy Spirit. And join God with great courage, with prayer. Make godly requests. Look for where God's favor is upon you. Join Him with godly vision. And together, together church, with Jesus, we can make a difference. We can arise and build. We can fight for freedom, the freedom that the gospel brings. And invite others to know this beautiful love of Jesus. Go in peace. Jesus loves you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Local Church Podcast. To learn more about our Jesus community, visit us at www.localchurchgh.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.